0: Welcome to Beyond the Listing, a podcast where we explore the business of real estate outside the listing environment. I am your host, Jeremy Medor, and I am joined by
1: Danielle Downs.
0: And this is our opportunity to talk a little bit about our um, our market update, as yeah. it were. Mm-hmm. to hear it. Instead of uh, me speaking first, I'd like to hear it from you this time. <laughs> what are your thoughts on what just happened in October?
1: It was crazy. Um, what was it? Busier than June, right? Busier than June. Which, I mean, this is my second or third October? You're two and a half. Okay. So yeah. yeah. So this would have been my third, third. October. Yep. Yeah. And usually it's crickets come, you know, the second week of October yeah. and it has been Jam-packed, non-stop.
0: Yeah, even this week. So we're in the first week of uh, November here. Um I think we're going to be releasing this in probably two weeks. Mm-hmm. So just before Thanksgiving. So our, our audience will be two weeks older than we are right now. <laughs> um, and uh even this week, the first week of November, yeah. is actually su- uh, surprisingly busy, mm-hmm. um, which has been fantastic. Yeah, um,
1: even with today's meeting and people being off the road for the afternoon, it was still... A pretty decent week.
0: Yeah, it was a very good week, and uh, last week was was bonkers. Yeah, um, and uh, it's very interesting to see that data trend change mm-hmm. dramatically. And um, I know that I shared amongst our, our company chat. Uh, actually, I even shared on Facebook. I saw that. Yep. The, um, the, the graph. The, the squigglies. Yeah, the, the squigglies, Yes. <laughs> the, the, the roller coaster is what we call it in my house. There was
1: no rhyme or reason no. to any of that. No. So if
0: if you don't if you don't know already, uh, our October um, was uh, alarmingly popular. Um, and I, I, say alarmingly because, um, you know, just a month ago we were talking about, you know, internally we were talking about, all right, we're going to start winding down for the winter. Yep. October is going to be, you know, the usual. And I suppose maybe we threatened the universe that it was going to be u- <laughs> usual. So, so we, here it's, we are sorry. anticipating a usual November.
1: <laughs> um, so we'll see
0: how that goes. Um, but yeah, it was, it was busier mm-hmm. volume wise. In October, than it was in June.
1: Yeah, which um, that's that's crazy.
0: It it is it is very abnormal. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'll put uh, a chart up on the screen so that maybe we can show that um, on the video um, to the audience, uh, so they can see that that data. We've been tracking the data since 2016 um, when we converted over to our existing uh, CRM, which is Jobber, mm-hmm. um, and um, which we're very happy with. By the by. Yes.
1: Um, We're never leaving. So if anybody's looking for a CRM out there
0: that is involved in any uh, door-to-door um, business operations, that's the way. I actually way saw to a Jabber
1: commercial yeah. like on TV. Yeah. I, I, I watch um, like Fox 25 morning news, you know, the app. Yeah. Yeah. But every morning I see a Jabber commercial. Right. I'm like,
0: wow. It's because they're a big player, <laughs> honestly. Mm-hmm. And um, honestly, it's also probably um, that they know that you're. Uh, a user because you've yeah. you've uh, gone to their website so they probably have a cookie on your phone which is why the, the ad sense. might be delivering yep. um, but anyway yep. nonetheless uh, the data speaks loudly to a very changing market mm-hmm. um, and uh, it's full of questions more yeah. questions than answers yep. but uh, we're adapting very well
1: oh absolutely everybody's right. loving the hours and getting the work in and yeah, everybody's happy with that so yeah,
0: absolutely mm-hmm. so so for a market update uh, October fantastic month yep um applause all around applause all around uh i say that preliminary forecasts for november are a more solid november this is me telling (laughs) you. (laughs) this isn't a question so much as it is a statement um so we are looking at most likely a five to ten percent increase in volume this november versus last which is a significant change again year over year um based on what we already have on the books for november
1: yeah so, I keep forgetting we're
0: already in November. Yeah, right. So it's November what second today?
1: Like Thanksgiving um, is a couple weeks away at this point. So yeah, mm-hmm. yeah,
0: yeah. So speaking of market uh, market updates, um, our our guest today, uh, Matt uh, Matt Straight and I, were talking about um, what he sees yep. coming up, yep. and uh, he had some interesting uh, he had some interesting commentary to share um, in regards to uh, what he's hearing okay. from uh, from national level leadership sure. um, as well as what his plans are on adapting to those changes uh, in the coming year to two years. All right. So, um, you know, we really, really uh, had a great conversation. He and I,
1: Yeah, Matt's yeah. always seems to be like ahead of the curve. Like he knows, he knows what's coming. He's prepared.
0: He does. Mm-hmm. He does seem like that uh, type of individual for sure. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, fantastic conversation again, awesome. as always, as always
1: yeah. expected. expected.
0: <laughs> it tracks. <laughs> Thanks for joining us on this episode of Beyond the Listing. I'm your host, Jeremy Medore, and
2: I'm joined by... Matthew Strait, Strait Real Estate Solutions at Caldwell Banker Realty.
0: Thanks for joining me today, Matt. I appreciate you coming into the studio. No problem. Thanks for having me. The spirit behind Think Beyond the Listing to begin with, which was the predecessor to what we're doing here today, uh, the whole Think Beyond the Listing series that we had recorded for videos um, late last year and early this year, uh, was inspired predominantly by clients like you who don't think transactionally. They think lifetime experiences mm-hmm. where every each and every transaction that you do is interconnected with the next one because you're treating the transaction as not just a business deal, but a relationship build. Correct. And so you build relationships with your clients. You build um, your goal is to uh, carry that relationship from not just a transaction to transaction but throughout your life um and that's how you're building your business is that is that a, a pretty accurate snapshot
2: yeah i mean so, so are you are you asking specifically like regarding the videos that you and i sort of start out doing regarding or all of general? the
0: marketing strategies in general i mean if, if you want to give us kind of a if you want to lead us through that you know, through that progression, I'd be more than happy to dive into that briefly. Sure. Yeah. um, Because you got us started in video. (laughs) I mean, for all intents and purposes, we were already doing like some walkthroughs and stuff, but like agent on camera stuff, like you were first.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Which is pretty cool to even say that. Right. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So when I, so I was, I was always in real estate, but I always, but I primarily just represented myself and my family. So both my broker, both, both my parents were brokers. That's how I learned the business. We're landlords. We owned a bunch of properties. And, um, and one year I was selling, I think it was a 12 family. And my primary focus wasn't on the real estate market. It was, or representing other people was on my own business being, you know, being a property manager and, and, and a investor. And when I looked at MLS, which I didn't, look at MLS too often right because I didn't represent anybody else sure you had no need to yeah I was shocked appalled like shocked <laughs> by the by the marketing sure it was embarrassing so, especially with multifamilies, I mean, because multifamilies generally, it's tough to get good photos because you're it dealing is. with tenants. And, yeah,
0: and and really the tenants don't really want that to transact yeah, to begin with. right. So, you're right. already up, uh, you know, it's an uphill battle. About. Right.
2: So, you're already dealing with a tremendous amount of obstacles. So, when I, so I started looking at MLS listings on multifamilies then I said, you know, well, let me look at the single family stuff. Sure. And that was. Not much better. That was pretty bad <laughs> as well. <laughs> So I always how say, how long ago was this? Uh, this was Eight, so nine I, I, years? I probably about ten years ago. Ten years, yeah. Okay. So I I created Straight Real Estate Solution in 2017. So it was it was pre that.
0: Yeah.
2: Um. So I always say if if I wasn't doing real estate, I'd do marketing because I love it like sure. that. The my passion is yes selling properties, but it's the marketing behind selling yeah, the properties. Yeah, the, the, the properties are just the thing. Right. Right just like for me photography is just the thing yeah
0: you know and not that it's trivial or anything like that we take it seriously um but key to our success likewise is the building of relationships Yeah. so yeah
2: yeah and it and it's so so when i when i opened straight real estate solutions my decision from day one was to have the best marketing yep um which i feel was one of the reasons why I was able to to start getting listings right away. Mm-hmm. Be, as you know, being, a, a, I don't want to say I was a first time agent or, or, or a new agent, but in many ways I was sure. because I didn't have experience representing other people.
0: Okay. So you knew how the transactions went mm-hmm. because you were involved in them so frequently, but you were representing generally yourself, just myself, and my family okay. yeah so so you knew the mechanics of it absolutely but yeah. the the integration with the family unit outside your family, whether you know single or investor or
2: whatever yeah. you know the, the issue was um, that was new to you. It was abs- representing other people yeah for a living was absolutely new. How was yeah. that was that daunting? No it was it was fun okay yeah, all right. So, so I made this, do, re- do you remember
0: your first outside transaction?
2: Yes. So it was, um, so it was funny. It was a friend of mine. He was selling his home for sale by owner.
0: Okay. So your first transaction was a FISBO. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Interesting. All right. And, um, I good. didn't get the listing, but what I said is, listen, um, when you sell it, I'll help you purchase a new home. Okay. And we ended up purchasing a new home in, in Lunenburg. So
0: he sold it Fisbo. Yes. All right. So you didn't get that, but you got the purchase
2: side. Correct. Okay. Yeah. Um, so when you start out, you you just get all excited just getting any Anything. client. Yeah. Right. You're like, Woo, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got a buyer. Yeah, right. <laughs> and it was like a three hundred thousand dollar sale. It was okay. just, you know, nothing crazy. But it didn't matter because it was my one of my first deals <laughs> and it was exciting and so an opportunity uh, to learn opportunity to learn right um and uh yeah so it just kept rising ever since then sure but definitely the getting back to the marketing um you know i think in general it's tough to get listings regardless Mm -hmm. whether especially now because there's no inventory but even before that it it was because a lot of the top agents they they sort of they sort of take over that, that industry of I'm a top agent, therefore sure. I get all the they listings. They can dominate yeah. just
0: simply by their, um, their, their, their track record. Yeah.
2: And if, actually if you look at, you know, most companies uh, in terms of the agents who are getting listings, it's, it's a very small percentage. Percentage wise, that, that, that is absolutely factual yeah. that only a few agents get, it's the majority of the listings. It's
0: more egregious than the 80 20 rule. It's yeah. more like a
2: 90-10 rule. Yeah, it's it's yeah, for sure. Um so when I started doing the videos and the professional f- photography, yeah. I mean, I met you at Paul Fontaine's I didn't even have an office. I was renting an office space. Oh
0: my goodness, yes. Yeah,
2: yeah right across the street from yeah, South uh, Street. Yeah. Yeah, wow. so he, he allowed me to to meet there. Oh, Keith Keith was with me on that one. Keith and I went in that. Yeah, that's right. That's yeah, right, that's, that's right. when I first. Met, that's when you first. I came.
0: forgot. Yep. I forgot about that. Yeah, I was uh, honestly like my third or fourth presentation to any real estate brokerage. Yeah, you got you had all so, your
2: gear. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah, I was and, and I was like, listen, you know, at the time I had, which is mind-boggling to me how I was able able to even get agents on my team. I had no idea what I was doing. Sure. Like, why are you,
1: <laughs> what's well, going on well, here?
2: <laughs> I, mean, I, I think, I think similarly, I, I think you and I were
0: probably at similar spots in our own, our own business growths. Yeah, where, absolutely. Where we were at that, we're ready, but we don't know quite how. Right. Um. So I, I remember distinctly, actually, uh, now that you brought that up, the the Fontaine, Um. after we left there, I had a meeting with my business coach the next day because I was, you know, really amped. I was really pumped about having yeah. that meeting to begin with, and so uh, I went uh, and sat down with my business coach, and and uh, he goes, "How'd it go?" I said, uh, "It went like freaking awesome." I said, uh, "I said, Max, it wasn't a, it wasn't a sales presentation. It was a conversation." Mm-hmm. And it's that's true. The, that's the best sales. That that was, that was it. Right. And that's yep. kind of when I started adopting a completely different understanding. Not that I had a sales strategy before, and I'm not sure that I even have a sales strategy now. What I have is a, a, a desire to build, you know, business relationships right. and have genuine conversations with people and understand exactly what they need. So therefore be able to deliver what they're asking for. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, it was, that was definitely a, Wow. That's mm-hmm. a, that a long time past, man. Yeah, it was. What year was that? I
2: don't even know. It must
0: have been. Well, Keith has been working with me for six and a half years. Yeah, so that so would have right. been twenty seventeen. Yeah, because that's Winter when I opened SRS around
2: yep. around there. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so, so it's interesting because when when I made that decision, where we're going to have the best marketing, and 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 that was the message to the team. Like, you cannot be on the team. If you want to take photos of your listings with your phone. Okay. It, it was basically, was this, is, this is no garbage marketing. Yep. If you want to, if you want to be cheap, go somewhere else. Sure. But interesting enough, the agents who joined the team, they started getting a lot of listings too. Okay, So that, that marketing and obviously experience and knowing what to do and yeah, that, that's obviously all important. It's, there is no silver bullet. Right, right. But that marketing, I feel, got us to that top on the list of when you think listing agents, you think Matt Strait, SRS, their team. Um, And at the end of the day, now everybody's obviously generally doing the professional photos and yeah. they're doing a lot more very higher percentage yeah. yeah yeah
0: when i started 10 years ago 11 actually geez uh actually yesterday was my 11th i know i saw that my 11th anniversary being self-employed um when i started 11 years ago i had done a very simple just kind of a off-the-cuff calculation this was in the andover merrimack valley market and uh only only um one-fifth of the single family listings that were on the market were professionally photographed the other ones were either semi-professional in that somebody with a good camera took yep. took yep. decent photos or they were just agent cell phones or whatever. And so when I first started, it was like a one fifth adoption, which is ridiculously low. Right. Um, now it's probably a one fifth remainder. Yeah. Uh, so it's a four fifths adoption ish yep. is what I would say. So yeah. it's changed. It's changed drastically. Right. So, but the important part obviously is to, um, not only be aware of that, but also try to anticipate the next curve. There's always
2: going to be something else. There
0: is, there is. And that's just part of us being human beings, desiring to grow and and change and evolve. Right. Um, And of course, with technology coming out at the rate that it's coming out, I mean, like, you know, you adopt, you were the one of the first ones to adopt Matterport, the 3D uh, home tour. Um, Tell me a little bit about the decision to do that. Yeah. So... And how does that, how does that, does it overlap or how does that interplay with video?
2: So I, my personality, I'm never satisfied, which is <laughs> a good thing and a bad thing. Cause I'm I, never content. Mm. So we started, so we're, we're doing the video and then I saw the manaport, and yep. I'm not, most people would, would may may think this is unusual. Because we use a lot of technology, I'm not a tech savvy guy at all. Ask my wife. Interesting. I I'm absolutely not. So okay, I'm just not. That's um, that's surprising, but refreshing to hear. Yeah, yeah, I'm uh, yeah, I'm horrible. So when I and I don't know how I saw the Matterport thing, but I'm like, I'm getting that. Okay. And at the time, it was like three thousand dollars. It was exp- wasn't it? It was expensive. It's still it's still yeah, about the same price, but obviously with inflation, it's actually reducing. So price. I'm like, I'm doing it. Yeah. So. So I bought that. And again, it was one more when I went for a listing presentation and I was offering professional photos, video, and then Mataport, and then my competition was offering neither of those. Yeah. It was easy for the seller to say yes. Right. So what I like about Mataport is, um, I'm able to sell a lot of homes um, when the buyer is is like traveling from out of town, yep, and a lot of especially now, sight unseen offers are very common, yep. And they the buyers are willing to say yes more aggressively when you have Mattaport yep, with a sight unseen uh, offer.
0: I agree. Uh, yep. Our own personal record. I mean, obviously, it's not us who right. listed the property, but um, to our knowledge, our fastest transacting property was in Winchenden um, we had done a matterport for the agent up there um, and it sold in an hour after hitting the market off of the matterport tour from an out-of-state buyer yeah in an hour yeah like that's that's insane to even think that you know a technology like that could be so immersive to the point where people trust what they're seeing to such a degree to to do a sight unseen of course I'm sure there was probably conditions on the right, offer et cetera right. but I mean an
2: hour. Yeah. And the, the thing like Monday, I just had a closing my Lancaster property and that buyer was from California. Never saw the property. The family did, but um, she made a cash offer Mm -hmm. well above asking and they moved in this week. Man. So like I have countless stories of multi uh, multifamilies. I always do mataport if I can. Sometimes the tenant doesn't allow it. Of
0: course. But always they're super for hard to get into. Yes. And so it's hard enough to get into there once, let
2: alone multiple times to have watchers. Yeah. So if you're like obviously there's agents gonna be listening and watching, if you're if you're a listing agent and you're selling multifamilies, you absolutely should do mataport because what I find is tenants initially and i've in my lifetime i've probably rented to a thousand tenants so like i i'm very familiar with tenants <laughs> um what i find is initially they'll let you in to take photos yeah. and then over time It'll they they just say i'm i've had it yeah. i've had it with people coming in sure. they're, they're not invested so why no. would they why would they allow people to come into their apartment? it's a
0: super inconvenient
2: thing right. and they know that they can say no, right. and nobody can do anything. They have right of it. refusal. Yeah. yeah.
0: So to get that first yes might be your only yes. Exactly.
2: Okay. I, I like that thought process. Yeah. So, so if you're selling a multi family, you absolutely should do 3D for a couple of reasons. For that reason, and if it's like a 12 family, most of the time when you're showing a 12 family, you're not showing all 12 apartments, you show one or two. Sure. If you're interested to come back, if you get 3D on the majority of the apartments, most investors are fine making an offer with the 3D okay. just because it's not an emotional transaction. It's do the numbers make sense? Yes sure. or no. They'll look at the common areas. They'll look at roofs, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I always do 3D. And what I tell the tenants is, Mr. Tenant, Mr. and Mrs. Tenant, you want us to do 3D because it's less people going through your apartment. Right. So I, so I, I, I sell it as well saying Got this it. is in your best interest. Got it. Because we don't want to, we don't want the nosy neighbors. We don't want the tire kickers. Yeah. Um, we're going to reduce the amount of people coming in. And yep. generally, they're like, "That makes sense. Cool. Come on in." Sure. Um, Use
0: it yeah. as so it becomes a little bit of a bargaining chip. Absolutely. It's Like, look, you let me in once, and I can guarantee yep. that because of this technology, yeah. you're going to get less traffic yes. through.
2: Yeah. And then what I'll do is when I am showing uh, the property, let's mm. say if there's one empty apartment or the common areas, I have my iPad with me. Okay. And they'll ask. Well, what does that, that apartment look like? Well, I can't get you into that right now, Got but it. here's what it looks like. I see. So you always bring your iPad with you nice. when you're doing the showing. Nice. So, so that, that's a nice fail-safe backup. It, I'm going to use, I'm, today I'm showing an in-law apartment that's rented. Yep. And I'm not going to show the apartment. I'm going to show the main area, but I'm going to have my iPad with me. I'm going to Got say it. this is what the apartment looks like. Got it. If you're interested, come back and and we'll show Because you just don't. You don't want to inconvenience the the tenants. Yeah, especially like you as gotta the listing be agent, sensitive to it.
0: The listing agent has a lot more skin to the game. Yeah, a buyer's agent has you know not the right. Same. So they're
2: gonna want they're gonna want to absolutely get into every apartment. Sure, oh, uh, my you know my trout. Right, but my, they're there, they're there only once exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so, it's so no we skin just get off yeah. the back. Yeah, yeah. All right, that makes sense. So Manapouri absolutely love it. It's one of the best investments I made for sure. Fantastic. But it's one other thing on the list that I say this, these are the things I provide. Sure, It's easy for me because I own, I own the camera. So it's interesting enough. There are agents that I've talked to that don't like offering Matterport because it provides too much information.
0: That's the common feedback.
2: And their concern is if an unrepresented buyer comes in, that doesn't like the listing mm-hmm. um they could potentially pick up that buyer as a client right okay
0: fine i mean i feel like that's probably really diminishing returns at that point um the likelihood of that I, i'd like to see some statistics on that
2: i've um, heard it multiple times
0: okay well, uh, not the statistics on the comment but the validity of the comment. oh yeah right like if that if if that's just a it has, you know, is that just a trope or an excuse for people to, to dodge doing something that is of their client's best interest? Because that's always been our, our challenge here as a company. I'm like, you know, in the code of ethics for realtors, it specifically says, I will always operate right. yeah, under you're my right. client's best interest yeah. with, it, with, the, with them in mind. Um, and I know that a lot of technology exists that isn't adopted by a good majority of agents that would, in fact, play into the client's best interest. Yeah. And so the question becomes, what's your ethical responsibility of offering product? And I'm not here to say that you have to offer Matterport, right. just more along the lines of take a solid look at what you are offering and ensure that you are covering the majority of the bases of what's, yeah. con- what's considered the yeah. client's best interest.
2: Yeah, I mean, it, so it, it's absolutely in the client's best interest for, I mean, most of my clients have kids. Some of them have dogs. Yep. When you show a house... Mm-hmm. They have to take their kids. They have to take the dog. They have to leave. Yeah. They have to drive around the neighborhood for yep. 30 minutes. Yep. Why do that for a buyer who, who is not interested in your property? Yep. Right? Yep. The interesting thing is every listing that I have always says buyers are encouraged to view 3d video before making an appointment. Yep. Do you think half them do that? No, Probably not. They don't. In fact, the buyer's agent, you would think that the buyer's agent would want to send them the Qualify video it. and they don't. Yeah. It's in, it's, it's astonishing. Or sometimes agents will be like, where's the video. I'm like, right there. Look at the MLS listing yep. go to the V and you're, you're good to go. Sure. They, they don't, they're not aware of it. It's, it's sure. kind of interesting, but it's in the buyer's agent's best interest. Why would they want to waste a trip or gas? Yep. Like it just makes sense. It makes sense for all parties. It does. I would
0: agree. I would agree. And, and, and particularly with the Matterport, I think, um, the video, it depends on on the intent of the video. I mean, obviously, with your walkthrough videos, we do that hybrid model right. where we have you on camera. Um, but we also do the MLS model as part of that yeah. package. Um, so you get to see both. And so the agent can easily screen out to make sure that, you know, only the, the listing specific video is being utilized. Right. So there's not marketing you. Um, and so that's, that's an important tool because the way that we capture video and you know, this is that we use the video to highlight the, the awesome features of the property. Um, and sometimes video has a propensity of avoiding the less pleasant areas because you can curate it. it. Well, right. (laughs) Right. But that's where Matterport shines. Right. Right. So there's no special filters. You can't hide. No. Right. And so I, I always get a kick out of people are like, oh, well, we're just going to keep that door over there shut. And I'm like, well, that's fine. But like when you look at the dollhouse model on Matterport, you're going to be like, there's a hole right there. What's right. going on? Yeah, You know, um, and it's not just a closet size. It's like a whole bedroom or whatever yeah. it might be. Um, so that's always a challenge. But because you can't hide from Matterport, it's actually the best tool yeah. for honest marketing. Right. So tell me a little bit. Uh, let's let's kind of give a, a, a hard swerve here to, to uh, talk a little bit about your family life. Um, I know that, you know, you're married, you have two kids, mm-hmm. uh, Avery and Levi, Levi. they're growing yeah. like weeds, man. Yep. Most they're, kids do. Yep. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yes. Yep. My goodness. Yes.
2: Yeah. The, um, I have a, a six year old son and a 10 year old daughter who seems to be going on like 13. Yep. Um, and it doesn't slow down. It doesn't slow down for, for, for us. Our biggest change is my wife, um, graduated uh, with a degree she's a nurse practitioner yeah. she started a job her full-time job yeah. three weeks ago and we're we're so now I have to cook and there's there's things I I, I wasn't used to doing <laughs> um, and how is Hannah taking that so I don't know how to boil water um, so I'm learning so you're not tech savvy <laughs> or kitchen savvy is what you're telling me I don't know why she married me um, so so for me personally, it's, it's, um, I'm trying to adapt. Okay. So bringing the kids in the morning, um, getting, getting, you know, dinner ready for the whole family. So my, my hours of working have, have reduced. Yeah. Which I guess is a good thing. Um, it's a healthy so thing. Yeah. It's a healthy thing. Yep. So she's focusing on her career, which is good. Okay. Saving lives. Yeah. Which is good. So and she doesn't day get to back. Save lives. Till, lives yes. like that, yeah. She doesn't get back till, you know, six o'clock at night. Wow, where she, she leaves now? before me. Where she, she works in uh, Worcester. Okay, yeah, yeah. So she's like, you know, this businesswoman leaving before me and coming home after me. It's she, like,
0: is she working a flex schedule or is it no, five days? Nine to five, nine to five. Yeah, okay, nine to
2: five. That's good. At least
0: there's some yeah, regularity no, no there. yeah, no weekends, no holidays. Yep.
2: The benefits of being a nurse practitioner is you don't have the crazy. Schedules. She works for a family doctor, so okay, yeah,
0: that's awesome. Yeah, that's a huge upgrade for you guys. I'm guessing in for, term, well, as so far she, as the schedule of a schedule of reliability, yeah, versus I mean, working used at like to a work hospital. For,
2: or she used to work in the ER in lamaster and that you know, God bless ER nurses because they're underpaid and and they're they work in a very tough environment. Yep. Um, so she she left the ER. Well, when COVID happened and yep. then went back to school. Yeah. Which is which I said, listen, the the real estate business is doing great. Just go back to school. Now's was a good time. Yeah. It's yeah. a perfect time. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So in terms of the family, we're we're doing good. We're just we're now all like working crazy hours. It's um it is what it is. Yeah. Where it's life's about seasons.
0: I, I was just going to say that mm-hmm. word. Yep. I agree with you. And uh, it's it's amazing when we look back on our seasons that are, have passed us. Mm-hmm. Um, the knowledge that we can choose to glean from that, not just the lessons, but also the, you know, the advantages mm-hmm. that we've, that we've uh, accumulated. Um, but it's hard sometimes, obviously, you know, filtering out, you know, the good from the bad or. Sometimes you actually have to, you know,
2: keep the bad just so that you can truly yeah. learn from it and yeah. stuff. But uh, it's it's interesting. For uh, for me, I have to s- I have to change my mindset that I don't necessarily need to hustle as much. Okay. Because now I we have the second income coming in. Yep. Which I've never been used to that. Okay. Right? So. So you're, so you're used to foot on the gas. Yeah. Okay. So I'm 47. I've been working. A gazillion hours my whole life yeah. right it's tough to suddenly be like okay i don't need to do that Throttle anymore, down. or yeah. i have other safeguards in place that i never really had so this is a huge adjustment for me because i'm not used to that Interesting. so i keep having to remind myself matt it's okay if you like it's okay Yep. Yeah. like you can relax or you I can get take it. a you know day off so
0: i i i do i do understand that um, and I agree with you. It is, it's a big challenge and cause you have to consciously think of that. You have to, you have to remind yourself. Mm, yeah. Um, and it, it is, it's an intentionality that, um, it's not autopilot, right? So when, when you're used to going full tilt, full mode for business growth and mm-hmm. developing a team and pushing, pushing, pushing to, uh, to go from that to what you're describing, um, it's a huge life
2: switch huge um, ask me in a year if I'm still like trying to figure this out well
0: <laughs> circle back in a year on yeah. this one um yeah. but uh no I, I I get it I get it and I can sympathize with that greatly mm-hmm. um obviously as you know we moved to Maine and um we've also encountered something similar um it's very different um having to concentrate on a different set let me rephrase that not a different set a re Prioritized, yeah, priority list, right? So you know, whenever major season changes happen, you, you have to you have to sift through that list and and uh, stuff that was at you know the the mid pack before is now at the top or maybe mm-hmm. it's even at the bottom. Um, and every time you have to do that as an individual, you know, um, even if you're not a dad or a husband or a wife or a mother, um, it's a challenge because it has to, you have to reprogram who you are. Yeah. You have to re, you, relearn. It's literally reprogramming. Yep. Yeah. So this is an interesting year for you in many ways. Uh, how did that play with the market changes that happened this year? Cause oh, you tell me what you saw and we can kind of compare notes a bit.
2: With the market. Um, so, so it's interesting cause my, my focus for, for many years has been listings, 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 yeah. listings, which, allowed me to be prepared f- for what we've been experiencing in the last two years which yep. is no inventory yep. right so so there are age the agents that relied on buyers and basically were buyers buyers agents they've, they've struggled yeah because of lack of inventory the bidding wars offers not getting accepted sure but thankfully um because I, I've always focused on listings, yes, the our business is down, but our listings are where they should be. Um and and per, my personal business, because as you know, I run I run a team, my personal business hasn't necessarily been negatively affected because I'm constantly getting listings. Okay. Thank God. Okay. Um, but that, but the but the overall income of the team is down because yeah. you know if you make ten offers and nothing's getting, ex- that, yeah. that's just so weird, right? So your so your buy side buy is down. side is definitely down, and sell yeah. side is is consistent, consistent, yeah, okay. yep. yeah, without a doubt. Yep. So um, I mean, I think everybody's down about thirty if, percent. If the last I saw, and that's prime. I think primarily the buy side but the sell side too because you have if nobody wants to list their home i mean everybody's you know chasing for the same rabbit right yep. so yep um it's a drought yeah so in terms of the business um i mean for me it was a big change this year because i switched over to caldwell banker so mm-hmm. that's like Trying to figure that out, trying to figure out their systems. Sure. Like everything this year was a huge year for me. Was it a good year to have done that? Yes. Good. Yeah. I'm glad to hear you say, yeah to hear you say that. Yeah. That's good. Um, yeah, for for a, a just a bunch of reasons. Like my goal is to ultimately grow the team to where eventually I'm not on the front lines practicing. I'm mm. just pouring into the agents and teaching them. Yep. Which that in itself is is probably a different discussion because like that's a we could we could talk an hour of, we'll have you back. of pouring into a team versus working on your own business. Now I know they go hand in hand, like obviously when, what they do when the team sells, I'm positively affected by that. But that being said, I'm still a practicing broker yep. slash team lead. Yep. And I don't just hand everything off. Sure. Um, so it was it was I, I think it was good timing in the sense that um I'm able to offer more to to agents versus as an independent broker I could only do so much right that's good um and i'm I'm not the only one teaching now there's there's systems there's a bunch of there's resources teaching, that you didn't a have a bunch before. of I mean every week there's training and that's awesome. Different awesome and things you, and you they, don't have to lead at all I don't need to what you don't have to lead at all. Correct.
0: Yeah. Whereas yeah. before you were kind of a one stop shop. Right. And yeah. uh, that was exhausting, I'm sure. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So it's it's um so it was a, it was a big change uh, for me and, and the agents. I think I I think primarily they're predominantly the the agents absolutely saw value in it, like mm-hmm. a lot of the agents that came that switched over their their business grew. Yeah. Um so so far so good. Um, but in terms of, in terms of the market, um, you know, everybody's saying that this is, this is not going to stop in terms of the lack of inventory. I just, I just went to a Tom Ferry event. It was the last week, last week. And they were taught, they were talking about national statistics Mm -hmm. and they're saying that the inventory is still going to be low. Mm -hmm. Um, and we're going to experience this for a few more years. Hmm. And, um, Mm. and despite the interest (laughs) rates, we're still, people are still going to buy. Yeah. And, and it's, yeah, they're saying expect this next year for sure. Whether that's true or not, I don't know, you know? Yeah. Well, you know, whatever happens
0: we'll adapt because that's who we are as humans. Right. Um, and, and business owners need to recognize that. Um, and we play a role in it, not just us as a business, but we as in humans, um, and ensuring that the people that, that we help funnel business to slash employ slash guide, I guess like yeah. it's a hybrid, right. Um, it's our jobs to ensure that that flow continues because they're your lifeblood. Right. Right. Um, and the same thing for us, you know, we have, uh, eight photographers full time. Um, and, um, it's been a difficult year to keep them all busy you know, and thankfully we were able to start next level studios and dedicate some of the labor that would normally be on the road to starting the studio, which helped tremendously. Obviously it came at a, at, a, at an expense for us. Right. So there's an investment period there, but the early onset so far with that has been very promising. Um, and so similarly to real estate, you know, we only had listings, right. And because, Photography is only required for the listing and not for the buy. We we're missing out on full half of that transaction opportunity. Um, and so the idea with the ne- next level was to convert us over into, um, not convert us, um, to introduce us into a line of work that didn't have um, the same ebb and flow. It's going to have its own ebb and flow um, and and hoping that that shift is kind of opposite what Medor Photography's ebb and, ebb and flow is so that there's some balance Obviously, it's not going to be
2: perfect. So hopefully, there's some alignment there anyway. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, that. I mean, I was pushing you f- a long time to yeah. do more than just photos. You were, you were. And I was like, you t- got to branch out. You got to do more stuff. You're absolutely correct. Absolutely correct. And that's yep. where we're talking. You know, we're on your podcast podcast now, and you're yeah. you're doing all kinds of different things. Yeah, which we're, is what you sh- we should be have been doing. doing this a while ago. Yeah.
0: Um, it took us a while to recognize. Um, how to go about it? Not so. When you first started telling me and, and suggesting to me um, in a very, very positive way, might I add, not forcefully. I
2: never felt bullied.
0: Just, <laughs> oh, just not to be clear. Bully well, you. no, no, no. It's not, it's not I, that. I
2: believe it was. You got to be doing this and this and yeah, this right. and this. It's going to be exciting. I'll do it with yeah, you. Yeah. I think that was basically pretty what much, I said. Pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much. You know. Yeah. And
0: so, because I've offered business guidance in the past to other, other budding entrepreneurs. And um, I've been told that uh, my expectations for them were too high, and maybe I wasn't talking to the right people. It's possible, um, but um, you did it in, in a fashion that was admirable. Is all I'm saying. Thank you. So, um, which was fantastic because the way that I received it, and it could have just been you know the positioning of both you and I together, um, but the way that I received it was such where it was a good guidepost to work off of. And we continued, you know, uh, walking toward right. um, where we're at now. Um, and we're not anywhere close to finish. Um, we are well off of, you know, where our long-term goals are.
2: Um, but uh, it's, the idea is there, you know. You know, I just thought so, of something. I ahead. just remember this. I love it. Remember... So one of the initial conversations I had with you was when I received a call from a salesman out of New York. It was a marketing yep. company. Remember that? Yep, I remember it. And this guy had a 30-minute f- pitch. Yep. And in my mind, I was like, there's no way I'm going to hire this guy. Sure. But I'm going to listen to what he has to say because sure. then I'm going to have Jeremy do it all. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> and re- I, rem- I mean, I... I remember. That was two, it, he two was, years ago. Two he years was, ago. Th- this guy was good to the point that... And we all get calls all the time from salesmen. Yep. It drives me crazy. But he was he was one of the few that I'm like, I'll 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 give you 30 minutes of my he, time. He showed you early on that there was value right. to be had. So he did his pitch and it was basically a combination of uh videos and social media and like mm-hmm. life, like get to know Matt Strait the Agent, sure. and then like profile videos and listing videos and and then they incorporated with social media, all this stuff. Yep. And he sent me the, the the price sheets, and there was various degrees of packages. And that I remember because I sent everything. You he did sent to me. You did I said you were very Jeremy. you were very transparent on the whole thing. And I was
0: I was simultaneously very frustrated and also very pleased. And frustrated in that we weren't independently arriving at that at a similar a product offering without you saying hey dude what's going on yeah um but also very pleased that we had your trust and loyalty to the degree that you were transparent with it and say look this is what i heard this is what i like this is what their pricing is what can you do right yeah and you did exactly that and i think that we've taken i mean correct me if i'm wrong and we can certainly edit out if you want to swear at me um but um i feel like we've taken pretty much all of what was being offered and yeah. and put it into reality.
2: Yeah. And you're, and you're focused, it, you can't just focus on real estate. So you're, you know, you're throwing out a big net, um, and you're trying to bring in all aspect, all sides of the business. Like, yeah. well, at the end of the day, what, what you're doing at the studio, I mean, every business can take advantage of it they can and get to diversify
0: you, you yeah we have to and we and you know and and the hardest part that we're finding on our end um, is getting into getting into contacts with people that aren't already in our circle um, so networking outside of our circle has been um, a challenge because our our studio environment literally like you just said can benefit in fact, pretty much every professional out there you don't have to own your own business in order for this to benefit you could simply be a marketing agent for a business or you know you could be an advertising person or or even a networking person for this to benefit you because there's a lot of things that we can do here right um the podcast is such an open platform that we could talk about literally anything at any time with anybody um and then um of course there's you know the studio work as far as you know portraiture headshots and um and then, of course, there's the, the, the business element, which is what you come in here for, which is those 30, 60, you know, 90 second reels that you do uh, for your own benefit, uh, for your own business to, to benefit the client um, throughout different areas of your transactions, um, you know, giving them information so on and yeah. so forth. And that, yeah. and that very same thing can be translated to any business owner out there um, or even any business professional out there. It doesn't even have to be a business owner. Um, and so we recognize that. And so that's what we've adopted here. And I I wanted to, I guess that's my, my long form of saying thank you for for helping, helping get us there, Matt. No problem. I'm
2: glad you did it. Most people don't listen to me, so (laughs) Uh,
0: So, I don't know. So it's, did did I do something wrong? Um, but no, I think that, I think any idea, any conversation that encourages growth and adaptation is a positive conversation. And even if the idea itself might miss the mark, planting a seed so that it can grow into something different um, is a real benefit to everybody involved. Um, so, I'm definitely a I'm a proponent of seed throwing. Yeah, um, absolutely. And I think that giving other people the the starting point to work off of is sometimes all a lot of people need in order to. Get
2: their journey yeah. ongoing, on, on you know. Yeah, I and mean, and like I mean, it's in in real estate that the top agents that I network with, you know, they're constantly going to trainings and they're, you know, agents that selling eighty hundred homes a year. They're going. They're constantly going to trainings and they're constantly learning. And yeah. and you think like if you're a new agent, you may think, oh, they they have this wrapped up. Sure.
0: When I get there, I'm not going to yeah, do that. You
2: don't need to do that. Yeah. So it's, it's interesting how, uh, I mean, you have billionaires that have, um, their own coaches, you yeah. have multi-millionaires that have their own business coaches. Yep. Yeah. So, and, and when you're new to the business, it may surprise you. Like, why, why would you need a coach? Yeah. Well, cause I had a coach six years ago and that's why, one of the reasons why I'm, oh, I'm here. here where I am right? and I want to keep Scaling. Mo- scaling and, and moving up to the next level. So yep. yeah. Cool.
0: Um what's your uh what's your next move? What's your next step? What's what's Matt working on?
2: Uh well, I guess I can announce that I'm um creating, I guess it's a social media platform called Straight Real Estate excuse me, Straight Talk Real Estate, um, where I'm going to be giving advice to agents. And as you know, I've been cutting a bunch of videos here. Uh, We're probably going to be launching that in December or January. Awesome. So it's just going to be social media, YouTube. Um, We're going to be doing a website and it's just um, sharing ideas and and, uh, info to fellow agents. Um, I love seeing people succeed, whether it's agents or whatever it may be like, and agents are independent contractors, which means that they're, they're, they are running their own business and it's tough. It's scary. And you know, the statistics are pretty horrible with new agents, right? 80% of them fail.
0: Within the first two
2: years, is it? If they last that long. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Right. So the drop off is huge. Yeah. So, um, especially right now. Oh, it's even, yeah, I mean, 80,000 agents left the field this year. It's incredible. So hopefully, you know, straight talk real estate will help some agents. And it's my way of um, sharing what I learned. Um, So I'll be able to use it for my team and then see where it goes from there. All right. Quick little videos, you know, information, nugget, nugget information. Yeah. Is that what they say? Yeah. Nuggets we're, of information
0: uh, around here. We call it tasty nuggets. Yeah. Tasty nuggets. Um, yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's important to, uh, kind of sprinkle those around you because if we're all providing low investment information to, um, to our colleagues and to, especially the greenhorns, um, it's only going to benefit the future of the industry. Yeah. Without a doubt. And that's a win for everybody. (laughs) So it's it's in our best interest to try to, to, to try to, um, I, I always go the extra mile to answer questions that other real estate photography companies have. And we've been approached multiple times to, uh, provide advice and guidance for, for would be real estate photographers. And I don't start it with, this is a horrible field to get into. I say, Hey, welcome to the field. And these are some of the resources that we've used, you know, what questions might you have? That kind of thing. We keep it open door.
2: Yeah. Um, the I mean, when I, when I started straight real estate solutions, I met with broker owners and I was, they were friends and I was amazed by the amount of time that they gave me and the amount of advice they gave me. Cause I was like, I'm thinking about opening up my own brokerage. What do I do? For free. For free. Yep knowing that they would be in direct competition with me. Yep. Yep. And I, you know, there's, there's two brokers that were always there for me and, um, they gave me advice and I'm like, you know what, I'm going to do the same thing. Yeah. Um, because they, just exactly what you said, like they want to make sure that the industry thrives and especially now, given what's happening in the industry in terms of the buyer's compensation and the lawsuits and all that stuff, which we'll talk about later, that's all, that's going to change everything, right? So um, yeah, I'm excited because I'm going to pass on the baton of what was given to me from other agents and we'll see where it goes. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I'm
0: I'm really encouraged to hear that. And uh, it's, it's, I think a good, good testament to not only the quality of your brokerage and and how you handle your team rather, um, but also uh, the the state of the market in our general area um, to have supporting agents that are looking to help groom and encourage new agents to get them to think longer term, mm-hmm. to open up their eyes to the pitfalls that might exist without them actually encountering it themselves. Uh, those are all very valuable um, uh, pieces of knowledge um, that's only going to serve to benefit your transaction with them because the more educated that new person is, if they get involved in a transaction with you and they're not primed for how that transaction might go because maybe their brokerage isn't offering the same training or they offer maybe like the boilerplate stuff and not the niche stuff Mm -hmm. or the, Hey, I had this weird thing happen and nobody's ever had it happen before, but I got this knowledge because I did it. And so here, here's the knowledge. So you can do it yeah, yourself. Yeah. Uh, all that stuff helps them overall so that when you're in a, when you have an interaction with them, their, their, their bar is raised a bit. Yeah, absolutely. Which is, which is bonus. Yeah. So Matt, thanks for coming into the studio. I always appreciate your candor and uh, the conversations that we engage in have always been fruitful. So thank you.
2: No problem. Anytime.